Hello everyone, hello again, I'm Roy Matur, an author and podcaster, and you're listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction fantasy and horror podcast, episode 523, taped on Monday the 12th of February 2024 at 233737. Ah, okay. Today, doing this show is a welcome distraction because it's been a terrible few days. That's all I'm going to say. Believe me, doing this show tonight is a relief. It is a relief to sit down and talk to you. Tonight's title refers to an upcoming shaggy game story. First thing that I wanted to talk about... Uh, things I've been watching, so let's start off with that. I have seen a couple of episodes of Domino Day. Domino Day is a beautiful young barista, and she's also a powerful witch by night who drains the energy of a dating app rat, drawing the unwelcome attention of a dangerous coven in this new BBC horror drama. All the men in this are scum. I don't even like the real love interest, a cheeky, chirpy barman. Drama depends on conflict, and it becomes stale if you root only for one side. There is only Domino Day to get behind. There also isn't enough mystery or horror and despite explicit dialogue and adult content, with minor tweaks, this could easily have been a CBBC series. For those of you not in the UK, that is children's programming on BBC. I do not like how organised the underworld of witches seems to be in this. I blame Buffy, to a lesser extent Harry Potter, The Vampire Diaries, and the more recent Mayfair Witches, and other shows like that, for the trend. As well as what I was increasingly finding a soapy pace. Domino Day would be better off as a snappier one-off TV drama, like an episode of Hammer House of Horror which, of course, I would refer to as that's foremost on my mind if I have just done a revisit that you're going to hear pretty soon. The draining of energy thing, the energy vampire theme, was, of course, reminiscent of the film Life Force. The film, rather than the better novel, The Space Vampires, by Colin Wilson, that Life Force is based upon, I also thought that having an absurdly beautiful star also reminded me of Life Force, (laughs) as was uh, the theme of uh, fetish wear, which, strangely, she manages to sleep in, and the very BBC budget effects and some of the acting. You see, I could have lived with either trashy or clever 
But Domino Day tried to have its cake and eat it by being both and failed. In its favour, because I don't want to end on a negative, there are very pretty spellcasters, and as someone like me who enjoys the esoteric, the arcane, the occult, I appreciated, even portrayed so superficially, the inclusion of the African diaspora's Obia religion with its rituals and spells. And that's Domino Day, not something that I'll be following up on. Oh dear, there goes my computer screen. Oh dear, it's in energy saving mode. Hold on a second, I've got to change that. There we are, we're in high power mode. Hopefully that won't happen again. Okay, next. Mr. Stink. This sort of straddles geek and non-geek entertainment. We'll talk about it. David Walliams, author, actor. Mr. Stink, the novel and the screenplay were written by Walliams, and Walliams does have a role in this. This is a 2012 BBC comedy drama about the friendship between a homeless man, played by Hugh Bonville, and a schoolgirl, played by Nell Tiger Free, who we have spoken about before in The Servant. She plays a very different character here, and she's much younger. I thought Mr. Stink was entertaining, light, moving, with the usual fantastical roll doll like elements common to Williams's writing. Next, After the Flood, even shorter review, because this is even less geek-related. This is a run-of-the-mill 2024 BBC cop thriller in which a body is found after a flood. But did they drown? Duh, duh, duh. I lasted about two and a half episodes into this and then gave up. Next. Absolutely, definitely not science fiction, fantasy and horror. Mr. Bates versus the Post Office. This is a 2024 ITVX riveting miniseries chronicling the unfair prosecution of sub-postmasters by the Post Office in the UK due to their cover-up of faulty Fujitsu Horizon software. The public outcry after the broadcast has affected government action and the police are investigating the post office for fraud and wrongful arrest. For decades later, the sub-postmaster's fight is ongoing. This is of particular interest to people in the UK and also particularly of interest to British Asians. Because in the UK... Quite a proportion of sub-post offices are run by British Asian shopkeepers. A sub-post office, for those not in the UK, it's like a mini-post office franchise run by shopkeepers who work for the post office or are paid a salary by the post office. But, as you'll find out if you watch this, they're responsible for any losses. And that's Mr. Bates versus the post office. Even if you are not a UK viewer, give this a try. It is something else. And it's a true story. Although this is a dramatised version with actors playing the roles of the 
actual people and a few things change, but generally it's fairly accurate. Okay, and on to the Shaggy game story. <laughs> Dominoes, Solitaire, Taro, The Great Dalmuti. These are all games that I have, and let me talk about them now. In fact, when was the last time we talked about games? I can't remember. Reminded in a um, contextual segue through watching Domino Day, I've been thinking about old-school Mauritian dominoes lately. This is just the game of dominoes, played at very high speed, as pieces are slammed down hard enough to dent wood, and often accompanied with rum. Sometimes we play at home, although it's been maybe more than a year since we've done that. It is Dominoes for Pirates. Thinking about Dominoes led me to thinking about games in general, but particularly games where you have to put things down, like card games. And also I've been after a, a top Trump's fantasy deck for years, so please reissue that. Anyway, after being a habitual Microsoft Solitaire players for years during my working life, I relearned to play Solitaire with physical cards months ago. I say relearned because as a teenager, I believe I learned to play Solitaire with cards actual cards before the internet. Anyway, it is great. You do need space, because you need to spread those cards out, and it's space-consuming, but having the physical cards in your hands is satisfyingly tactile, and also inspired me to enjoy my tarot cards once again. I may have mentioned that I've got a few decks of tarot cards, because, as I said earlier, I'm also interested in the esoteric, and the arcane, and the occult, and the mystical stuff. Even though I'm a terrible sceptic. What I mean by terrible sceptic is not that I'm terrible at being a sceptic, but I'm very, very sceptical about a lot of things. Digression. Thinking about all those things, in turn, brought me back to Dungeons & Dragons' gothy, arty rendering of their game, The Great Dalmuti. They had a deck years ago, they did the artwork again, and it looks amazing. Although, I will say the deck is a little bit small. It is a game that I bought a few years ago, but never played. Although I did open the box and complain about the size of the cards. I reopen the box of the Great Dalmuti. This time, I started reading through the instructions, and then, after a page or two, put everything back into the box, as it requires a minimum of four people to play. Hence the shaggy dog story or shaggy game story that goes nowhere because there is no end to this story. It is 
finished but remains unresolved. <laughs> if anyone out there, and yes, I did Google, didn't find anything, knows of any solo rules to play the Great Dalmuti, please let me know. Or if you know rules where it only requires two people to play, also let me know. I'd be very interested in hearing from you. Time for an unprofessional sip of Diet 7-Up. Okay, we are now skiing rapidly off-piste. We are not only going off-topic, we are going off-off-topic. This next item is titled London Trundle. <laughs> After illness stymied me to do my regular Saturday monthly trapes into London to go to my club, I finally bought a ticket and went back into London the Saturday that's just gone. In brief, this is what I did. Wake, walk, train, walk, tube, pub, tube, train, walk, home, sleep. In far greater detail, although not too much, Avanti West Coast the train operator that I use because they have these fast trains that get to London from where I live in roughly 35 minutes, between 30 and 40 minutes anyway. That's pretty damn fast. Unfortunately, they have extremely bad reviews, not just with me, but with everyone who uses them. Saturday was no exception to their poor record. Although I rushed to make the train in time, I found out that I needn't have because there was a delay and there was also a lack of trains. On a match day, no less. Yes, there was a rugby match, an important one or something, apparently in Twickenham, maybe, or something. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. And that meant overcrowding, and standing room only. And then that meant I arrived so late that I didn't really have time for my usual delightful pre-club flanering about London, which I quite enjoy, just walking randomly around for no reason. I only had time to get there and then go back home. I suppose at least it did mean I went out. That was something. I'm getting an earlier train next time. Next, the life, death and life of my journal. I have been keeping some form of diary since I was about... seven, maybe? I stopped in 2013 because it had morphed into a digital to-do list rather than a diary. Actual diary-like journal content had instead become part of my blog and podcast, so it was unnecessary. So why did I decide to reintroduce it in 2022? Well, 
for a start. <laughs> there was my hatred of social media and microblogging and my love for plain, simple ASCII text files. In fact, most of my old show notes are in text file format, and I'm still in the process of converting some of them into browsable blog posts. Today, however, even the remnants of digital diarying, the to-do list, has just become a temporary list of things in my paper Filofax, which I enjoy using more in any case. Appointments go into Google Calendar, like most people. And there you are then. No need for online text journal anymore. If you don't know what I'm talking about, which is a distinct possibility, for the last few weeks, I started a text-only journal on my website. It was first a link in the navigation strip titled Log. Then, when I realised it was more of a journal, it was called Journal, and then it disappeared altogether. For posterity, the contents of that journal, only a few days, follows. Like any normal person using a digital format, i.e. a text file, I wrote my journal in reverse chronological order. But that doesn't work well in audio, so I'm going to skim through my entries in chronological order. Don't worry, it'll only take a couple of minutes. Maybe not even that. Okay, here are the journal entries, mostly verbatim. 2022, 09, 27, 10, 30, 47. Hello world, this journal is a continuation of diaries kept since my age was a single digit to about a decade ago. Let me surmise what came before. I was born in South London to mum, nursery teacher, company buyer, civil servant and dad, Royal Corps of Signals, corporal, factory worker, Royal Mail postie. Schooled, universityed in London, the West and up North, Worked in IT, heritage and media. 2022 0928 1942 01. A belated happy birthday to myself two days late. I had an upset stomach today and rode my bicycle so clanky a battered red cruiser. 2024 01 30 16 11 08. Big Gap, what did you miss? I podcasted a lot, started learning to ride a noisy motorcycle, canoed badly, my social life remains almost zero, we're between cars and scrapping our big blue Millennium Falcon, and I've mostly recovered from a long chest infection. 2024-01-31 Actually written on the 1st at 15-28-24 I'm apparently the very definition of a flaneur, true to form during our seven-kilometer walk into and around the city. I observed litter, fly-tipping, and adding insult to injury, police horse excrement lining much of our route. We snacked, shopped, then taxied home exhausted. 24-0201. Actually written a day later... 
at 004501. I recovered from my recent trip. I looked at my old QBASIC date slash timestamp code and felt the old skills with a Z returning. Started the five doctors show notes, finished another rewatch of Mr. Robot, salt around midnight, then typed this. 2024-0202-155850. I didn't sleep, then dozed off into a nightmare about trying to return a PC case with a waterlogged PSU. Skills? Years after setting it up, I suddenly remembered Alt plus A brings up A suite, and later, at 20.42.58, couldn't fix a dot HD access file, does anyone understand Apache? 2024 02 We negotiated rubbish and noisy traffic in a stroll taking in two petrol stations. At the first I bought energy drinks and at the latter my mother bought milk while I enthusiastically avoided a man enjoying spewing his lurgies. Note bene. I'm abandoning the microblog format. Instead, I'll write a single daily entry before midnight. 24.02.04.18.11.12 I wasted the day wallowing and listening to podcasts instead of making my own. As they say, tomorrow's another day, but I can't wait until then, as I have a million things to do. So as they also say, better late than never. Who are they? That's what I want to know. 2024-02-05-23-02-41 I'm very tired trying to catch up today. I'm still lagging behind, but Google Fit says I walked 9.08 kilometers. That's 13,471 steps, or 77 heart points. That's something, right? 2024-02-06-1946-15, I was stuffy, didn't sleep until around 3 o'clock in the morning, then couldn't function later. I began my day at 18.15, but only managed a couple of tasks. 2024-02-07, written a day later at 10 and 3 seconds past midnight. Caffeination blasted me through the Five Doctors revisit. Hurrah! 24020823 I edited and uploaded the Five Doctors revisit mere moments ago. Again, hurrah. That's it. You can see why I stopped. I wasn't really adding anything useful. It was just blah. Things that I could mention in very brief during a podcast. By the way, one of those entries where I say instead I'll write a single daily entry before midnight, that is when I changed the name from log to journal. And in fact, I started calling it the Midnight Journal. Sounds really cool, doesn't it? It might be something to put on a file of facts or something. The Midnight Journal. That is so me. (laughs) The Midnight Journal by Roy Matur. Copyright, Tuesday the 13th of February 2024 at 00.14.51. Just in case, you never know, I'm a writer. We're paranoid about stuff like this. 
And going back to what I said about the Apache, yeah. Does anyone really understand Apache? Hmm. I still don't understand Apache. <laughs> and that is it. We're in the after show section. Vignette. If you want a vignette of UK geek life, betwixt a smattering of brief reviews and other talk, listen to these multi-topic rambling episodes like this one that I've just done right at this second, which is how my podcast started back in 2012. It was science fiction, fantasy and horror and bits of me. <laughs> Sounds... Ugh. If that's not for you, then you can also listen to my single-topic episodes. How do you tell the difference between them? Well, for a while now, the multi-topic episodes have had weird mishmash titles, or an obscure reference, or are totally random while the single-topic episodes are titled with what I'm reviewing. I said for a while now, because older episodes are just a mess of stuff, with no real way to tell what you're getting without downloading them. Or maybe looking at the description, if you can, if that's available, if I've done that. I usually have. In fact, I have. I've gone back and done that in the RSS feed, if not in the podcast metadata itself. Which is something I've got to get round to doing for posterity, because what happens if the MP3 files of my podcast are separated from the RSS feed? Then all that metadata that's in the RSS feed needs to be duplicated in those MP3s. It's another anxiety. It's another thing I worry about. Ah, being a digital prepper, not fun. And that's it. That's it for now. This was a bit of a random grab bag. Next time it won't be. I have nothing else on schedule, so I know exactly what I'm doing next, and that is episode 6 of Hammer House of Horror, Charlie Boy. Like I said, that's a single-topic episode. If you're into that kind of thing, if you're into trashy 80s British horror, that is your thing. So, tune in. Subscribe. And that's all. Goodbye, everyone. You can find me at RoyMatur.com. Please review, rate, support, and recommend the show to friend or mortal enemy. The time at the end of the show is... 001857. Thanks, as always, for listening. I appreciate it, and bye-bye for now. Bye!